banned in 47 states and strongly discouraged in the other three, it's the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relevant Podcast for the week of July 7th, 2008. We're, we're doing it different now. Mm-hmm. It still throws me off a little bit. The Relevant Podcast is your audio um, associate to Relevant Magazine <laughs> in relevantmagazine.com. They've, they've met. They're acquainted <laughs> with one. No, no, I was thinking it more like a Batman and Robin situation. I see it more as they're the kind of people who they pass on the street and they give each other the hello nod. No, it's, it's if they're a duo... There's that tandem of like the crime tandem where there's the smart one. It's like Pinky and the Brain. There's the smart one and the dumb one. We're the dumb one. <laughs> yeah. We're, this the so podcast is Pinky. We're yeah. we're we're basically the uh, the lackey that the uh, criminal mastermind slaps around. Right. right. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is editorial director Adam Smith. Hello, hello. Web guru Lloyd Kinsley. It is good to be back. For for the first time listeners, he's not literally a guru. He's actually a web designer. Yeah. Well, he's a designer. I don't want to be referenced as guru actually anymore since that Mike Myers film came out. <laughs> <laughs> Love guru Lloyd Kinsley. And operations manager and my strang. <laughs> my <a> wife. <laughs> operations manager and my wife, Maya Strang. Hello. <laughs> Actually, the other one did. It's more funny. Uh, this is going to be uh, a memorable podcast, I think. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and put out there maybe top five. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's not because of anything we're going to do. <laughs> Later on in the podcast, we have an interview with presidential candidate Senator Barack Obama. And if you had been to RelevantMagazine.com in the past few days, you saw the interview that right. we did with him. And today we are bringing you the audio. Now, let me give you a heads up about this interview. It was after his speech on uh, faith-based initiatives, Mm -hmm. and I had a very brief amount of time. The original plan was 2.58 to 3.05, okay? That was delayed, and I ended up speaking to him as he was traveling in southern Ohio. The phone connection was horrible, and you'll hear that firsthand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Several times, he started to cut up, and then the phone just dropped totally. We'll splice it together and, you know, we'll come back. But you will hear the full experience. Uh, there were probably three or four different, uh, you know, drops of this uh, conversation. And it kept you, calling you back, huh? Yeah, it kept yeah. calling back. And That's you, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that you edited out the parts where you guys talked about the routine, the figure skating routine. <laughs> the figure skating routine, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, this is the other scary thing is that we got um, some things in the mail from the campaign and... Um, There was a note in there that said, here's a button that you could wear on your outfit for your uh, figure skating routine (laughs) with the senator. And so that means that somebody at the campaign headquarters listens Listens to this podcast. So we'd just like to say we're sorry. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I immediately, as I'm reading this, I shuddered with fear of like, what else did we say? <laughs> <laughs> what don't we say? Yeah. And, and so, you know, up front, so as not to show any sort of partisan politics, we also have uh, sought out and received or been granted uh, an interview with uh, John McCain. Mm-hmm. And though that's not lined up yet, that will be happening probably in the next few weeks, I would assume. So. Um, this week, Obama, and in a future podcast, you'll hear John McCain. Yeah, here's the thing. Cool. Like, uh, you know, you talk about the interest in, of being bipartisan. Uh, before people start jumping to conclusions about, oh, they're interviewing Obama, this means this, they're interviewing McCain, this means this. I think, ultimately, we want to talk to interesting people who have interesting things to say, or whether or not we agree with those things. I mean, it's it's. I think it's important for... You know, just the nature of public discourse that we have these kind of conversations. I, I want to make sure that everything we do with Relevant is fair-minded. You know, if if your objective, you see that on one side of the aisle, they have some good things. And on the other side of the aisle, there are some good things. And there are disagreements on both sides of the aisle. Um, there's no perfect platform. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to talk to both candidates about the issues that matter to us and our audience and also... Talk about the things that we disagree on and talk about the, the good ideas they have as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think to be fair-minded, to be objective, to be thinking is uh, an important thing in this political season. When is the Nader interview happening and are you <laughs> going to bring up the, uh, the Supersonics moving? Yeah, because oh. he predicted it. Yeah, no. he, he's got a stake in this <laughs> NBA stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so stay tuned for the Obama interview. If, if we can squeeze it in, we might do a real quick meet your interns. And and though this podcast normally would entail the new issue behind the scenes preview, talking about the July issue that just came out, uh, the Obama interview is bumping that, and we'll do that next week. So you probably already have it in the mail. Don't open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or do, but I think, no. I wonder if there's an interesting story behind yeah, this. Yeah, I don't want you guys to spoil it for yourselves. <laughs> well, no, it's like you watch a DVD. <laughs> And then after you realize how much you like right. the DVD, you watch yeah, it with a commentary features. and special. But uh, it's different on this. Okay. Don't open the magazine. Okay. Yeah, we, we actually wrote it specifically that some parts of it you can't understand it unless it, you hear our explanation no, it first. It won't make sense to you. It's like one of those toys you get and you need to buy the little decoder ring thing. Yes. Yeah, you won't fully grasp what we're trying to say with this issue without the without the director commentary. There are five yeah. stories that are missing the first uh, six paragraphs on purpose because we're going to read them to you, right. and then you can jump into the and, print article after and that. And there's a cipher which we will give you that actually if you read certain words and stories, we won't tell you which ones yet, uh, it forms a different story. So... <laughs> Uh, kind of like Cracked Magazine did. Yeah. So it's totally going to ruin it for you if you open it and read it right now. So You might have heard things get a lot quieter. It's because I turned off the incredibly loud uh, window AC unit yeah. that I left we on on accident. About that. Yeah, sorry about that. You're enjoying the cool. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> let's get it, things started. This is probably going to be a long podcast. An entertainment releases coming out on Tuesday. We've got CDs coming out by Beck uh, with Modern Guilt. It never gets better. Than Beck, I mean, well, yeah. I think that maybe Beck an, never gets better. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, maybe an overstatement to say nothing is better than Beck, but he's so consistently great. Yeah. So, see, I think That's he peaked nice. in '99. What? What? <laughs> 
And I think Ag- he's just been on a treadmill ever since then. Ag- agree to disagree. He, he, is that why he's in such good shape? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about musically on oh. a treadmill, just doing the same thing he's been doing for the last nine I years. Like the information. I see what you said there. And I get that now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've really liked his last two albums. Admittedly, so. I haven't listened to them. Oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why when you listen to Beck, it sounds exactly like the, the stuff he put out in 99. <laughs> that's the only songs on my iTunes. <laughs> this, I'll tell you what, since I've had this on my iTunes for the last eight years, it hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> and I am disappointed in you, Beck. Uh, also coming out, Albert Hammond Jr. with Komotayama. Who you may remember from Komotayama. The Strokes. Mm. Nope, don't. Nope, but I remember <laughs> The Strokes. Uh, yes. Can- I just, I just thought if I said yes, it would make me seem intelligent. Uh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> no. Capital Lights with This is an Outrage on Tooth and Nail. And Sever Your Ties with Safety in the Sea. Now, are they talking about literally cutting your neckties? Um, <laughs> that I, would be a problem seeing as I don't have any. We're Sever probably going to have to get formal in here. Yeah. <laughs> have to ask them. About it. Yeah. A uh, movie's coming out next Friday, July 11th. We've got Hellboy 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> the Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Uh, we got Meet Dave, starring Eddie Murphy. Oh. And Meet Dave. Eddie Murphy. And Dave. Oh. And Eddie Murphy. What I don't get is, you know, this is a summer season, so sure. big budget movies. So mm-hmm. what I don't get, number one, is how Eddie Murphy's still getting films greenlit. That's number one. <laughs> Agreed. And number two how somehow it became a big budget movie and is released in the summer. You'd think this would be like well, a November type thing. But here's the thing. Have you seen the trailer for it? It looks ridiculous. It, it the, the special effects in the trailer look like they were circa 1987. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing good about that yeah, trailer. It, it looks like it was shot with like, you know, a, a Super 8 or something, you know, like... Yeah, it well, just well, looks I think awful. If you, if you remember, like a few podcasts, well, actually months ago maybe, I... I mentioned that Eddie Murphy won that award for being the worst performer of the year. Yeah. Yet he still continues to... I mean, maybe because he's self-funding a, a large portion of everything. Is he? he's doing, for some things he is. But I, I like heard... Norbit? Th- yeah, things he really believes in. Like <laughs> Norbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like... Uh, the uh, You know, because Brett Ratner's doing Beverly Hill Cops 4. Um, oh, really? Yeah, with him. But the thing is, I read this thing this week. They're saying it's going to be a bit different than 1, 2, and 3 because the what children and what young people wanted back back in those days has changed. So we're going to have to make it a little bit more kid-friendly. And I was like... Kid-friendly? I know. It's Beverly Hills Cop! Exactly. Oh. Why does everyone think they should Man. make sequels to things that came out Honestly, Brett, 15 years ago? Combining Brett Ratner and Eddie Murphy in this day and age is like a swirling vortex of horribleness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also coming out, Journey to the Center of the Earth, starring oh. Brendan mm. Fraser. Serious. How another does he person, keep getting I, roles? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. doing another mummy movie, too. I mean, does he not realize that the haircut he has like didn't work for Hugh Grant? <laughs> like, why pick like it in up? in 1994. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I had that haircut in 94. <laughs> well, everyone did. <laughs> yeah. But they got rid of it. <laughs> um, I, I, I will say, I think that Sir Brendan Fraser really reached the pinnacle. <laughs> Uh, of his career as a thespian in the uh, critically acclaimed classic Encino Man. Yeah. 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 That was good stuff. It wasn't called that in the UK. What was it called? California Man. 
No. Yeah, no. Well, I guess you wouldn't know what Encino is. We wouldn't know what Encino I didn't. When the first time I heard it was called that, I was like, what film's that? Sounds great. And they're like, well, it's about this caveman like that comes back. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like this film we, we've seen. It's got Paulie Shaw in it. They're like, Paulie Shaw's in this one. <laughs> we don't do that with every Paulie Shaw movie, though. It's not like a, a film called Large Botanical Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, I got a quick reminder, folks. We rem- remember we talked to you about the iHeart Revolution Escape Down Under giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you haven't signed up, you need to sign up. Free trip to Australia. Yeah, win a free trip. All expenses paid trip for you and a friend to Sydney, Australia. Six days, seven <laughs> nights. I think so, yeah. Seven, seven, seven days. days. Six, six nights, nights, seven days. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> seven days, six nights. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I oh man, I cringe. I listened to that podcast, the entire podcast. I'm talking about six, six days, seven nights, and <laughs> I, I only caught it like two minutes before the podcast ended. Yeah, I was saying it wrong. Anyway, go to relevantmagazine.com/slash/hillsongunited and uh, sign up for that. That is unreal. I mean, that's like a ten thousand dollar prize. I know. It's a pretty amazing trip. It'll be good. <sighs> I'm, I'm huffing because yeah, I'm huffing because <laughs> I can't enter. All right, well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to The Wombats, or just Wombats. The song is Let's Dance to Joy Division. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard... Okay, you're going to have to help me here. I think it's Yelly. It's Y-E-L-L-E. And it's a French name. Could be Yelle or Yell, even. Okay. You have Bell. It's spelled exactly the same, but with a B. Well, let's go with Yell. Okay, and the song's name is J-E. What is that? Je. 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 V E U X V V E U X V E U X Je vous Je vous T E T T Je vous te vois Je vous te vois I am Voix Je vous te vois by Yell or Yelly It's a really dope song and confusing All right now with slices here's Adam <laughs> Halfway through the hears, I thought, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) You've gone too far. I don't know if I can even go on after that. Uh, You know, we're talking about this this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of this trip to Sydney. Mm -hmm. You know, should you get to Sydney and uh, while you're there, you uh, either you, a friend, or, you know, someone you meet over there suffers an untimely death. And uh, <laughs> and you have the opportunity for an Australian funeral. Actually, you know, uh, the, the, the contest was delayed going up for weeks because uh, Integrity's lawyers were working on this very problem in case somebody won this and, and suffered an untimely death. Oh, they're oh, sure. Yeah, they're certain to have Liability you issues. Yeah, they're certain to have you covered, so don't worry about so that. Yeah, so if you sue. die, don't worry if about it. If you die, it's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> you're in a better place. something you're going to want to know... Is the growing trend in Australia, rather than to play like hymns or sentimental songs uh, at funerals, is to play uh, popular rock songs 
oftentimes with a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a subtle joke in there. Uh, some of the more popular ones are Highway to Hell by ACDC. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. How would you feel you know if, the, sad if someone is, remembered you with that? It's literal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that person is on a highway to hell, most likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, can we take moment. a moment? Yeah. Um, I feel bad for that um, Another one, Bites the Dust by <laughs> Queen. <laughs> That's funny. I like that one. Um, I want that in mind. Okay. At the Did, graveside service. This okay. is one I like is uh, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> nice. Uh, and Hit the Road Jack. Oh. So That one's kind of endearing. Yeah. Of the, of the well, only if their name's Jack, really. Yeah, but. If, you're, yeah <laughs> if you're named Jack, then that it would works. be kind of awesome. Is there a particular song you guys would pick? Oh. I already have my funeral completely planned, planned out, so... <laughs> Because you're I just assuming that an animal will probably kill you early, <laughs> and you might as well be ready. No, no. I, I mean, if there's serious disfigurement, I don't want my plan. I want to have open casket, and no matter what age I am, I want to be in a full Superman outfit. And as the coffin goes to be burnt in the crematorium style, I want the Superman theme to be played. See, my brother... Whoa, 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 I believe that. Hold on. You are going to pay for a nice elaborate casket, but then be cremated? Well, I don't mind being in a cardboard box, and I've told Becky that. <laughs> I'm happy if, if I'm in a box. In fact, that's probably, that would be well, funny. if you're cremated, there's usually not a body at the service. Yeah, yeah, they don't, you're, you're on a your, your relatives don't stand around so and just, watch you, you be cremated. Really uh, nice that's not how we do it in the UK. Well, really? it's, his, it's his funeral. He can do it how he wants. <laughs> I want them to that's get true. some marshmallows out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, warm mm, some of those up on my remains. These taste like Lloyd. <laughs> um, now, Salty. This, this so I believe <laughs> you with your suit. This sounds similar to my brother's idea, which was to. Uh, what if you're really fat, though? I don't. I, then that's even more funny. Like the whole point <laughs> well, is, it lasts I want to be. That I want to be remembered for the for having the last laugh. So, if I'm a giant, you don't have the last laugh because they're laughing. No, I'm you're in dead. heaven, going. Look, I'm in a Superman up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, the fatter he is, the the longer it lasts for everyone. So yeah. it just makes it funny. Oh, the, the burning. The burning. Um, it sounds morbidly similar to my. Uh, my brother's idea, which is to be dressed as Superman and catapulted into the sea <laughs> while the while the Superman theme plays. Uh, and I asked him, I was like, well, you know, your your body's probably just going to float back, back to shore. He's like, oh, I've got that covered. I would have bags of chum on my body so it's picked apart by sea creatures. Uh, so, yeah, so I've got that to look forward to. You know, my brother dies before me. Um, I'm sure he will. If he I does, decided, I want to come. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be come? it'll be a good time. Yeah. I, my plan is to actually be made into like an animatronic figure, like uh, and <laughs> dressed in uh, old timey pioneer garb, oh, and wow. put in like a children's museum or something, so they can press a button and I, in jerky motions, <laughs> tell them the story about you know coming down the Oregon Trail. Like, well, howdy there, kids. Well, what's good about that is they'll learn a little bit about kind of the way that things used to be in the olden day. And they'll also learn about what it smells like when a body decomposes. <laughs> That's right. So it, you're learning on a lot of levels there. Yeah. Remember the Seinfeld where they were in the pet cemetery? Uh, Jerry and, yes. and Kramer were looking for the the bird, Pedro, to get the cufflinks out of the casket. Mm-hmm. And they see they come up upon the tombstone while they're looking for it. Uh, and it says, uh, man's best friend. And Kramer's like, mm. I want that on my headstone. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> All right. Next. Okay, well, I just want to... I need to ask before I go any further. Do you guys know what the Turner Prize is? The who? The Turner Prize. No. Oh, yeah. it's like an art prize, isn't it? It is, yes, yeah. correct. Ten points. The prize is ten points? 
No, he gets ten points for for oh. knowing what it was. He that, won the Turner Prize. Well, <laughs> you have to you have to accumulate a hundred to get the turn. So I'm that much closer. You are. Him. Now, over the years, t- the Turner Prize has generally been the kind of art that a lot of people go, my five year old pooing in the corner of the room could do better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's winner was a five year old pooing. In, no, um, <laughs> the the guy that he won this. Um, he's, he's, he's previously won this and the, when he won the award, uh, this guy's name is Martin Creed. He did, he, he did it by having lights that turned on and off. That was his piece of art, an installation where lights turned on and off. Um, and he won the Turner prize for that. Now his latest piece of work, which is at the, um, the Tate, uh, modern, which, um, I mean, that is a great museum, but if I, I will say of all the museums in London, that one has a lot of pretentious art. Now his piece of work is, is titled work number 850 and it includes involves <laughs> I don't know how this is is even allowed as art um, it involves people running around the museum really? just sprinting around all day every 30 seconds these people these people come by and he's basically paying uh, each person 10 pound 10 pound an hour to just run around the museum and that's his installation it's other people running around the museum um, and of his own work he said he denied that it was pretentious saying to me it's music no, it isn't. It's running. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in an art museum. <laughs> it's not music. But it's like, I, I kind of saw that and I thought, we're missing, we're missing out on winning the Turner Prize by just coming up with a stupid idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He got yeah. it by... He won because they were got, remind about, re- reminded about his project the most. These people darting around him. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> well, you know, art is subjective. Here we're saying that's bad art. No, I mean well, I would say uh, I'm, I have the opinion that you can't say that it uh, it isn't art. That's I would not just art. say you can say it is. In my opinion, it's not very good. I say it's bad art. Right? Yeah. Right. You I didn't say that. I think that there. <laughs> I think that there are probably some like standards by which to gauge whether something is good or bad art. I mean that's what our criticism is all about. But at the same time, I don't think you can say it's not art. It's art because yeah. it says it's art, but it's not necessarily very good art. No, I mean, and the so other thing the, is one of the standards, pretty colors. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, if there aren't pretty colors, if it's not that Bob Ross guy, yeah, oh man, then it's not good. He should be in the M- Museum of Modern Art. Yeah, you know, with his happy trees and his giant Maybe. afro. I I loved watching Bob Ross because clearly this guy, like, they had just found a lunatic, mistaken him for an artist, and given him a show. And, um, I don't think anybody mistook him for an artist. <laughs> but he was one of the most endearing lunatics you'll ever find. And, I mean, it, it was pretty amazing. I think it's an art in and of itself, the way he figured out how to do these paintings so quickly and make them look so incredibly realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not necessarily that the subject matter is deep or profound. It's the method that I think is incre- incredible. But, like, he'd be painting and they'd say, and, you know, in this tree I might put... Happy little raccoon, and uh, <laughs> and there know, it was uh, you know I actually uh, I found some raccoons the other day, <laughs> and then it would just cut and for like ten minutes it's just him bottle feeding raccoons. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what? He, what? Would. he would stop painting, wouldn't he? Just, just to give pain- his little monologues. Why would he just? I mean, and he had these raccoons like in a suitcase. <laughs> like he just he just goes over and he pulls a suitcase out and it's just full of raccoons. No, I know where he kept animals. In that nest of a haircut. <laughs> You'd like go, and here's one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, honestly, we're probably going to have to cut this one, cut slices short this week because we have so much going on. Up next, 
Senator Obama and me. <laughs> that sounds like a delightful uh, yeah, Saturday morning me. cartoon show. <laughs> and like, Obama and me. Yeah, and like Senator Obama is like, he has superpowers, but you're the only one who can see him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> everyone thinks he's your imaginary friend, but he shows up, he's like, time for an adventure, Cameron. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, Senator Obama and me. And <laughs> what kind just, of adventure would that be? You fly off on a rainbow. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Listening to Likey Lee with Little Bit, but yeah. you heard a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that video we saw. Yep. You liked it. I liked it a lot. You Likey Lee a little bit. I like it we're, a little bit. We're talking to her next week, I believe. She goes like really? this a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, this past week, uh, Senator Barack Obama spoke on a plan he has to overhaul the Office of Faith-Based Initiatives and Community Outreach. Um, it's, it's interesting that he brought this up because when the senator met with several Christian leaders a few weeks ago, one of the one of the questions that was talked about, not in the meeting, but kind of like after the meeting, was, "Oh, wait a second, I wonder, I wonder what he's going to do with the Office of Faith-Based Initiatives." I mean, uh, a Democratic president. This was something that President Bush initiated. Would a Democratic administration, you know, basically it push it out the door? Mm. So it's interesting that he that he spoke about it and is making it a fairly major part of his platform um, to have uh, a tie with uh, churches and temples and synagogues uh, that are doing social justice initiatives. He spoke about it last Tuesday, and afterwards uh, we had the chance to ask him a few questions, primarily about his plan, but then we also talked to him about other issues that mattered to our, our readers. On Monday, the day before, uh, we, we posted on RelevantMagazine.com that we'd be speaking to the senator, and we asked people to submit questions. The interview was very brief, as you'll hear. It's probably about 10 minutes long, so we didn't get a chance to get, to get into many of them. We're hoping that we'll have a, uh, another conversation with the senator that's a, a bit longer, maybe even in person, where we can go and talk about a broader, the broader issues. Um, yeah. Most of the emails that came in uh, centered on questions of the senator's personal faith. And, and also his stances on abortion. I'd say between those two, that's probably about 80% of the emails. And then the rest of the emails, you know, ran the gamut of uh, environment and poverty and uh, foreign policy, war, the, the economy, social security came up. You know, other things that matter to people in their 20s and 30s. So, you know, because of the brevity of the interview, we could only talk about a couple things. So we talked about uh, his, his plans for faith-based initiatives, and then we also talked about abortion. And um, and like I said, we plan on uh, speaking with Senator McCain here shortly, so stay tuned for that as well. So without any further ado, here is the unedited uh, recording of my interview with Senator Barack Obama. Hey, good to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Absolutely. I know our time is very limited, so if it's okay, I'd like to jump right into the questions following your speech today. Absolutely. Let's fire away. All right. First, um, Congress really wouldn't support President Bush's Office of Faith-Based and Community Initiatives. Uh, Why do you feel they'll support this plan? 
you know, I, uh, based on the assessment of those who actually worked it on this in the Bush White House, mm-hmm. um, uh, part of the problem was is that the Bush administration had a tendency to uh, maybe politicize the office unnecessarily. Uh, and I think that's a mistake. I think there, you, you really have to have an attitude that uh, uh, this is uh, a program designed to help all comers, uh, not just those who have supported you politically. Hmm. Uh, the, the second thing is I, uh, I think there has to be um, some very clear criteria uh, uh, and accountability in these programs. Uh you know, I don't think people want uh, taxpayers don't want their money wasted, whether it's for a faith-based or a secular program. And so we've got to be able to document success in whatever programs are funded. Right, and, and so one of the things that we want to do is to train more sophisticated groups, uh, you know, the big megachurch or Catholic charities, to to work with the, the small storefront or the uh, synagogue or mosque that doesn't have as much. Uh, uh, know-how in applying for federal funds uh, to uh, to be able to participate. Uh, so I think if we make it broad, uh, if, if we have clear standards and clear principles governing the program, uh, if it's not perceived as, as uh, being uh, an extension of politics, uh, but rather a way to ensure services get to uh, the people who need them, uh, then I think we can generate uh, support from Congress. Now, your plan specifically prohibits discriminatory hiring policies based on religion. Do you think some of the faith-based organizations that would want to join this program would bristle at the limitation that they can't hire a staff that reflects their organization's values? Well, I I think it's important to distinguish between um, people uh, people who are hired as part of a church, let's say, uh, to carry out church missions and church ministries and administer the church. Uh, there's always a, a religious exemption there from, from uh, Title VII. You know, it's important for us to make sure that um, you know, a, a Christian church can hire Christians with, uh, or a Jewish church can, can hire uh, people of the Jewish faith. Uh, that's different, I think, from programs that are uh, specifically funded by the federal government. Uh, and offered to the public. Uh, the you know my my basic point is is that I'm going to have my council uh, on faith-based and neighborhood partnerships to you know review uh, all our policies, review relevant uh, law and and uh, regulations and executive orders and, and court cases. Uh, but the, you know the simple principle is that uh, you know we should not discriminate against faith-based organizations and being able to carry out uh, terrific programs funded by the federal government. But we want to make sure that those programs are uh, run in a non-discriminatory manner, and that's not going to encroach on the ability of those faith-based organizations to uh, do what they need to do uh, uh, when it comes to their core uh, religious mission. Uh, They're going to be able to hire and, and carry out those functions uh, of a church or a synagogue, a mosque or a temple, uh, but they can also participate in uh, federal programs as long as those are uh, done in a way that uh, is not uh, encroaching on uh, separation of church and state and, and is uh, is open to the public and uh, is not um, 
uh, involved in proselytizing. Now, speaking of proselytizing, um, how, how, how would that be enforced? You know, the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of uh, a lot of organizations, uh, faith-based uh, organizations, currently are doing uh, a great job uh, on this issue, and they're not. They recognize uh, that when they are uh, administering federal funds, that uh, their priority has to be to provide high-quality services, and and they're not interested in discriminating or proselytizing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know there there may be uh, some who uh, try to uh, use these funds in an inappropriate way, but I think that's uh, the the minority, mm-hmm. the, the, the a, a tiny minority of those who uh, really just want to serve their communities and do the right thing. Uh, another issue of deep importance to our readers is a candidate's stance on abortion, and we largely know your position. But based on emails we've received, there seems to be some real confusion about your position on third trimester and partial birth abortions. Can you clarify your stance for us? I absolutely can. Uh, you know, so please don't believe the emails. The, uh, <laughs> uh, I have repeatedly said that uh, I think it is entirely appropriate for states to uh, restrict or even prohibit uh, late-term abortions. Uh, as long as there is a strict, well-defined uh, exception for the health of the mother. Now, I don't think that that health, uh, that uh, you know, mental distress qualifies as health of the mother. I think it has to be a serious physical uh, uh, issue uh, that arises in pregnancy, in which uh, you know there would be you know, real significant problems uh, to the mother carrying that child to term. Uh, otherwise, I think you know, with, with, as long as there is such an exception, a medical exception like that in place, uh, I think that uh, we can prohibit uh, late-term abortions. Um, the other email rumor that's been floating around is that somehow I'm uh, unwilling to see uh, doctors provide life-saving care uh, to uh, children who were uh, uh, born as a as a result of an induced abortion. Um, you know, that's just false. There was a bill that came up uh, in Illinois that uh, was called the Born Alive Bill uh, that purported to uh, require life-saving treatment to uh, such uh, infants. Uh, and I did vote against that bill, and the reason was because there was already a law in place in Illinois that said that you always have to provide life-saving treatment to any infant under any circumstances. Uh, and this bill actually uh, was uh, uh, designed to overturn Roe versus Wade, so I didn't think it was going to uh, pass constitutional muster. Uh, and ever since that time, emails have been sent out uh, suggesting that somehow uh, I would uh, be in favor of letting a, uh, uh, an infant uh, die uh, in a hospital, uh, because of, uh, my, because of, uh, uh, because of this particular vote. And, and it's just, it's not a fair characterization. It's not an honest characterization. Uh, it defies sort of, uh, common sense, uh, to think that a hospital could provide life-saving treatment to an infant that was alive and had a chance of survival. Hmm. Uh, and so, uh, hopefully, 
you guys can help put uh, this uh, this uh, yet one more email rumor to rest. Uh, last last question. Uh, you've you've said that you'd like to see a reduction in the number of abortions under your administration. Just personally, uh, is there a way legislatively that you could propose accomplishing that? Well, I, I, look, I, I think that we know uh, that abortions rise when unwanted pregnancies rise, uh, and so if we are continuing what has been a promising trend in the reduction of teen pregnancies uh, through education and abstinence education. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, giving good information to uh, to teenagers uh, that I think is important. Emphasizing the sacredness of of, of sexual uh, behavior uh, to our children, I think that's something that we can encourage. Uh, I think encouraging adoptions uh, in a significant way, uh, I think, is a proper role of government. So there are ways that we can. Uh, make a difference, and and that those are going to be things that I focus on when I'm president. Well, thank you for your time today, Senator. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you Appreciate very much. You. Listening to the Helio sequence. The song is "Keep Your Eyes Ahead." Currently playing on your iPod. <laughs> Keep your eyes ahead. All right. So for this segment, we have a mini meet your interns. I mean, because it's going to be a. Li- we went a little overboard with formal, and we and to, and to get everybody on well, the podcast. We, we had a go lot to fast. Wait, one mini, Jimmy. We're going to only speak to the short intern. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Just checking. So, um, so we have two interns here with us today. Why don't you introduce yourselves to the audience? Hi, my name is Jolia Styles, and I am from Texas, and I'm an editorial intern here this summer. My name is Meredith Kane, and I'm from Iowa. I'm a marketing intern here at Relevant. Okay. So, where do you guys go to school? Texas A&M University and College really? Station. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> she we just, literally, we, literally just shot a pistol in yeah, the air. She yeah. did. She did a finger gun in the air. We and we got a whoop. Now, Do you have we, a license for those? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, just checking. Are you familiar with one or more forms of barbecue sauce that have a bold flavor as big as the Lone Star State? <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that can get as big as the Lone Star State. Mm. The thing that uh, <laughs> I, I love about Texas is the uh, just rabid. Uh, devotion, raccoons. Tex- the rabid raccoons. Yes, of Texans <laughs> to Texas, like that. I, I think that's honestly the one. Wait, Texan- I didn't hear that. All I heard was rabid Texans. <laughs> no, Tex- do you guys not get Texans because shots? of all the rabid raccoons? Yes. Well, they're constantly attacked by raccoons. They don't have their shots. <laughs> Texas is a beautiful state. Unfortunately, it's uh, people in Texas. Texans. Mm. Oh. oh, we're going to get letters. I'm Adam, sorry, Texas. Adam, I just, Adam, I just Adam. messed with Texas. Wait, mm-hmm. so yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry. They got finger guns down there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're from Texas? Yes. Like born and raised? Yes. Where? In Quero. 
It's a very small town. It's about 7,000 people. And get this, we are actually the turkey capital of the world. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. I do not stand for unsubstantiated claims and things <laughs> reported as fact that no. are not verifiable. How many, no, how verifiable. many turkeys? How, how many turkeys? Well, no, why are you? Why? why what are gives we, you that claim? Are we going to get into this big story? No, I just want to know. Well, That's I mean, a big statement you said. It is a big statement. What we do, actually, there's this other town in Worthington, Minnesota, who also claims to be the turkey capital of the world. That's what I, I sound, thought. No, but every year happens. we have this festival called Turkey Fest. Does it involve the people like from your town and the people from their town putting small children on the backs of the turkeys and they go at it? <laughs> <laughs> a no. little turkey joust. That's only in, no, no. in, in England. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Sorry, Lord. Um, actually, what we do is we have our two turkeys, the turkey from our town, whose name is Ruby Begonia, and the turkey from the other town, which is named Paycheck. We set off, oh. we like close off the <laughs> hold main on, Hold on, stop there. <laughs> you, you are moving way too how fast. Does, how does the turkey from Minnesota get down there? It travels with a team. It's adults. They, wait, a wait. turkey team. A turkey team, yes. And wow. its name is Paycheck. I sound like such a hick, yes. And and yours is Ruby Begonia? Uh-huh. Okay. Paycheck. Oh, no, 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 go on. Paycheck sounds like How, he's going to take. What's their typical <laughs> lifespan? Their typical lifespan? Yeah, of a turkey. I'm not Because really I'm sure. thinking no more than a year. You're not getting past I'm thinking November 11 months. No, I mean, yeah. we, have, <laughs> we keep the turkeys from year to year, so I'm not really sure how long we keep them, but... Is it like the University of Georgia has their UGA mascot? And yeah, it's they're just up to like dog. UGA number seven or you know, something. You know, UGA died last week. Oh. So they, they need a new UGA. They need a new UGA. But Wait, is it like is that? Uga? Is it your B- begonia turkey <laughs> just kind of like always 30, 50 years? It's that name or uh-huh. is it? It's oh, always okay. Ruby Begonia. So okay. I honestly okay. cannot tell you how many we've had. Okay. So it's like we when you, you have a goldfish that dies and your mom replaces it with yes. one yes. that looks just like it and mm-hmm. tells you Because your townspeople can't but handle you know. the trauma you of know. a death. Probably so not. So you're being protected Probably from not. real life. Yeah. Probably okay. not. So they, they travel along mm-hmm. a, a trail and meet in the middle? Meet in the uh, middle. Well, no, what uh, actually happens is we have a race in Worthington, Minnesota and in Quero, Texas. It's a lot of travel. It is a lot of travel, but what happens, these turkeys are, they just like race down. We Let me explain this. Please. We, it's a big story, <laughs> no, and I sound no like way a huge pick. There's no this, way you could possibly explain this that will make sense. No. <laughs> Ruby Begonia and Paycheck. Yes. <laughs> Come on. We set off. We like completely close off our main street in our town, oh, and the turkeys which, race, which must just destroy the booming economy. It, it does. <laughs> oh, wow. It does. And the turkeys race, and whoever has the best time, like whenever they add it from Worthington and Quero, whoever, whichever turkey has the best time, that town gets the honor of calling themselves the turkey capital of the world. Okay, for that year. and the other turkey is eaten. No, I'm seeing, <laughs> I'm seeing a huge flaw because if they. If they're constantly just changing the turkey out but keeping the name, you could have one town having an extremely old turkey and the other one's That's got true. a new one. No, you don't no. think they monitor young, those things? Legs. I mean, they, it's a pretty serious deal. No, I'm they pretty monitor sure they honor, those monitor things. It. They're training uh, that thing year but, round. Yeah. It's in peak physical. <laughs> most, most definitely. I kid you not, they do train it. Most definitely. I'm sure what happens is, indeed, as I said, the, the losing turkey is eaten by the mayor of the winning town. <gasps> that is a in the complete town, false lie. In the town square. But it's a as horrible a, false and turkey because it's so taught from it, all the training. Yeah, yeah. But it's he, hard. It's a bad meal. But he eats it. He eats it. With a gluttonous scream of, of victory, yeah. you know, to show but their town superiority. Guys, how do you train them to running? Like, does someone stand behind them with a bowl of, like, cranberry juice? No, actually, what, what happens <laughs> is they have a team of four adults that gather around the turkey with 
chairs and like brooms and stuff. And they just beat it. They don't beat it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to call, I'm going to have to call Peter in on that. They don't beat it. They don't beat it, but they kind of encourage it along the way. They beat it. They don't touch it. They can't touch they, it. They no, it's okay. They can't touch it. it. Apparently it's it's encouragement is the word <laughs> they're going to use. The tur- seriously, the turkey loves it. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. It does. It loves not many people know this, but I'm from the hand turkey capital of the world. Oh. No way. Uh, we, we draw a lot of hand turkeys. Oh. Or we yeah. can do this. No, that's not how Which we do it. Which is what we do. Yeah, that's oh, because... That's like their gang sign. No, that's because you're, <laughs> it's because you're from the turkey capital, not the hand turkey capital. <laughs> wow. So. All right, so... Way to go. Who's, who is currently the uh, holding winner? Well, she said they are. Yes, you said this, you're from the turkey oh, capital. She's got <gasps> doubt in her face now. Unbelievable. Cut Last year, we had a terrible Ruby Begonia, though. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. In Worthington, she pecked at a fry for two and a half minutes. And in Cuero, she actually flew <laughs> up to they the can, top of our buildings do in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> she actually, it was the weirdest thing. She actually <laughs> flew off over the horizon. <laughs> no one's seen her since. Wait, wait, wait. No, they found her. This may Four sound simple. They can't, afterwards. like, fly fly, can they? I no, think they can fly for long distances. No, that's I what I mean. They, they can't like take a huge flight. Distance. They can do no. short stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not going to like fly over the Atlantic. It's a prolonged jump, isn't it? I think this I think this <laughs> turkey's jump. action, the fact that it defied physical limitations to get away tells us the condition yeah. that, that this turkey is kept in. in. Being constantly no, no, hit no, with the chairs and guys, I got to go. Yeah. I know this is impossible, but <laughs> yeah. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened to their penguin exhibit actually <laughs> at the local zoo. <laughs> They got tired of. They got hit by one too many chairs. And no, they no, just no. Took they off. were encouraged. <laughs> encouraged yeah. by one too many hit. chairs. They don't get hit by chairs. I promise. They just get if they don't mouth they don't off. Get Listen, hit it's not getting hit. It's called getting tenderized. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's going to have to choke that thing down. He wants uh, yeah, to. I'm thinking this weekend I might go and encourage some baby seals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Make a it, lovely coat. Uh, yeah, I'm going to encourage them right <laughs> into a garment. Yeah. Oh, All right. So, okay, Meredith, pass the mic. Go Let's pass the mic. I'm disgusted I... by this horrible <laughs> town. So, uh, r- r- remind us you, where you're from, You no, live Meredith? in a town of savages. If <laughs> <laughs> we remove the mic, she can't defend it. Okay, what was the question? Where, where are you from again? I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines, mm-hmm. Iowa. Yes. What, yes. what is there to do in Des Moines, Iowa? Because I think the perception of Iowa is that why would anybody live there? Right, right. And I'm, I ask myself the same thing every day. Interesting. <laughs> yes, which is why I go to school in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. Wait, uh, where do you go? In? I go to Belmont University. Oh, man. Gorgeous yes. campus. Yes, beautiful. Nashville's Love the best. It. Gorgeous? Love, yeah, it's a great campus. Least. Compared uh, the, to Vanderbilt? No, no, but the area. Oh, yes. Like yeah, the well, area yeah. surrounding <laughs> Belmont is just so great. Sure, it's of course. Wonderful. It's kind of, I kind of lump Athens of the South. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. What? No, that's what, Nashville. That's, Nashville's there. Nashville's the, the That's why they have the Parthenon. The Parthenon's oh. there because of all the universities. Oh, I thought... It, the Parthenon is... That's why they built... I thought the, you were not, referring Athens, Georgia. No, that Athens... <laughs> Athens, Georgia is the Athens, Georgia of well, the South. <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, I've never heard that one no, before. No, okay. Nashville's called Athens. Right, 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 right. Yeah. All right. So now we're on the same page. Okay, so, so <laughs> oh you're studying gosh. what at uh, Belmont? Public relations and journalism. And not geography. And, oh, obviously. So why why are you not an editorial intern? What? Oh, I don't know. You guys I rejected her. I can't answer her. that. It, 
kind of. I, I, well, oh, no, that's no, not, that can't be the case. Well, I originally signed up for editorial and got an email asking Uh-oh. me if they were sure that I would want to be in marketing, like whether or not I, and I said, that's fine. Who's I just the email from? Y'all. Mm, maybe, mm, hey, Marie. Interesting. Yeah. I don't remember. So, so you know what happened here, no, not Adam? Cool. Your team somehow intercepted the applications and started to pluck their choice candidates from your pool of interns. That's not cool. That's not cool at all. I think we need to get we're gonna gonna an answer oh, oh, for this. I didn't mean to, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to start No, we're going to we, – there will be words. <laughs> I, I, may, I may have to encourage Hey Marie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, what – I don't know. Um, your hometown, Des Moines, yes, yes. like outside Des Moines. I live about 15 minutes outside okay. downtown. What animal does your town beat, r- like ritualistically abuse for entertainment purposes? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The lemur. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Well, that, no, that's the lemur a good had it coming. I mean, yeah, sorry. Honestly, just, I, I've never met a lemur I've liked. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sound biased or yeah. anything, but <laughs> I've true. just, I've had bad experiences is all. Tell me something seriously though. Yes. I mean, okay. just say you are the depart, the Iowa Department of Tourism head Ooh. chief. Okay. We're going to create an imaginary yeah. position Also here. known as the most difficult job in America. Right. <laughs> Tell me uh, something wonderful and unique that I didn't know about Iowa. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Everyone just assumes that I live on a farm, which I don't. Des Moines is a decent-sized city. Like, right. it's good. And there's a fun, like, there's fun places to shop and eat and shows and stuff like that. Like, it's really, downtown is kind of, like, growing and everything. But obviously, I'm kind of moved away and now in Orlando. Um, but I don't, I'm not a good soul. I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> There's not, nothing, is there? Yeah, she's no, trying. You can just be honest. Here's, here's it's what not I, that bad. It's just I, a, Iowa, it's, it's not, not it, that bad. <laughs> It's just a bunch of, it, really, it really is just a bunch of tractor driving wife encouragers. No! <laughs> wife encouragers. That's awful. That's not it. Here's what I would, if I were That's the, a t-shirt. Seriously, I want Iowa, to, it's not that bad. I want somebody to make a t-shirt, oh, please. No. It's Iowa, be, it's not that it's bad. It's supposed to be, is this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Right. That's what it is. Right. It's from no, Field it's of Dreams. As saying, yeah, it's as good as saying, is it? No, it's, a, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's not heaven. It's either purgatory or hell. It's like, so. are you joking? Look around you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, that's the sub sub. You feel, you feel that soul-crushing despair? You're in Iowa. Um, actually, if I were the Board of Tourism, my, um, I think what I would play up is the fact that our state name has one consonant. Yes, that yes. is impressive. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it it's in league with Ohio there, but they're still pretty unique in that. Sure. Like that. You appeal to the grammar audience. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? they have something that Ohio doesn't, which is three different vowels, you know? Oh, yes. That's they, braggable. There's, there's not a letter repeated mm-hmm. in Iowa, mm-hmm. and you've just mm-hmm. got that one tiny consonant getting in your way of yes. complete vowel bliss. Nice. And that is a W, which is two U's. Yeah, so really, <laughs> it's, really, it's like hey, five hey. vowels. Why wouldn't you move there? Yeah. All right, so this close is, to a this diphthong is for both of you. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't interact with you guys much because you're working with your department. So tell me something um, good and bad about your experience so far here at Relevant. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> wait, wait! Were you I'm, passing the mic? Yeah, are you saying? I'm, I'm it's guessing Julia? on both counts, bad is going to be the past ten minutes. <laughs> oh no! This experience. No, I asked something good and bad. She said Jolia. So, <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, no. That's. I was like, are you passing that's, the mic? That's just listing. The that's the she's answer the to both. She's the good. Do you, Jolia, would you like to answer first? She loves the bad. tricky races down here. <laughs> there aren't any tricky races. 
No, that is not all that my town is for, and I feel like I'm doing a terrible job of representing <laughs> them right please, now. Please do not start by saying that everyone here has been very encouraging. <laughs> that will just go very badly for us. <laughs> very true. Something good about working in the office, I just think it's really nice to meet a bunch of people who are so creative. I feel like they're just there's so much talent here and everybody's so funny. Like you guys here are so funny on the podcast and I Guilty. laugh. <laughs> Indeed. Everybody's just really creative here and we get some really great opportunities. I've talked to some really cool people already, a couple of bands that I really like and so it's just sure. really cool. The Tokyo Police Club, I talked to no them way. last week. Yeah, it was really cool. They were the I talked to the lead singer and he was one of the most humble guys I've like ever talked to. So Not bad. it was really cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I've had some really great opportunities here. Bad. I forgot to tell you we got an interview with Tokyo Police Club. Yeah. Yes. And my internship, just so you know, for comparison, I was at a Christian retail trade magazine. And mm-hmm. so all of the interviews I was doing was with like Sandy Patty and crap like that. You're talking to Tokyo Police Club. Sandy Patty, if you or your family are listening, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry yeah. All right, so something bad you're about to say? I'm going to take notes. Let me get my paper on. Something bad. I would just, it's kind of taxing to just sit in front of a computer all day, but I guess that's kind of. That's the real world. In real life. You know, I was just coming in here and I was just like, okay. Unless you're going to be an animal trainer. Then, <laughs> then an animal encourager. <laughs> I come from a good place for that, obviously. It's true. Yeah, yeah, sitting in front of a computer, that takes, that's an adjustment. That's why when you graduate college, usually in your first year or so after college, you gain like 20 pounds. Mm. I'm not kidding. Because mm-hmm. when you're in college, you're going, you're going out to, you know, you're, guys at least, you're playing basketball, mm-hmm. you're always out, you're always doing stuff. You're then chasing you, turkeys. Right. Yeah. When, when you move away and <laughs> you go never going to live that down. <laughs> no. no, you're not. You know, you move off to your first job and, you know... <laughs> Boston or, or Phoenix or something, and, uh-huh. and you're the only one in that city. You don't know mm-hmm. anybody. You're there for the job. Mm-hmm. You go home after work, and you sit mm-hmm. in your apartment. Yeah. You're, you're not as active as you were. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of your coworkers brings in a, a garbage bag full of little Debbies, yeah. and they're just sitting there on the table. You're sitting in front like, of the computer I mean, all day long, and, and all of a sudden your metabolism plummets. It's mm-hmm. just the reality of the working world. Mm-hmm. Might as well just go ahead and get bigger jeans now. <laughs> <laughs> just stock up. How if you see a sale, yeah, just stock that? up. Yeah, these are my working pants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Meredith, you got one? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'd say, good, well, I'm a little bit bummed. I mean, I got rejected from the editorial department. Yes, so I don't, oh, not true. Not there. true. I don't get cool interviews like that, but I'm in charge of, um, like, social networking stuff, so, like, MySpace, Facebook, Verb, so it's kind of cool really? just to be here and, like, chill on that and <laughs> That's do what cool. I can. It's been enjoyable, but it's just cool to be here. Um, I've subscribed to the magazine for, like, two years, listen to the podcast, you know, like it's just fun to be here and see what's going on and be a part of it. Like it's been really, so you've broken through from the, the other side, you were a listener and now you're in the room sweating with us. Oh yeah, very much so. Long time listener. Will you please describe to the listeners in whatever words you want to use what this experience is actually like (laughs) being here right now on the podcast. It's hot and it's uncomfortable. Yes. Starting to smell just a little bit. (laughs) Um, I feel like this is going to be edited and everyone from Iowa is going to hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Iowa, it's not that bad. Come on. It's not that bad. It's not. I swear. Iowa, flyover country. (laughs) Beautiful flyover country. (laughs) Iowa, look out your plane window. We'll be waving. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. All right. Well, ladies, thank you uh, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. uh, Yes. There you go. Get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Up next, your feedback.
listening to Clinic. The song is The Witch Made to Measure. The Witch. It's a good song. Okay, so your feedback. Last time we were together, we asked you things. <laughs> Unspeakable things. And I was not here. What was the uh, question? The question was what your, you know, in light of the Hillsong United contest to, you know, free fly away for you and a friend for mm-hmm. to spend a week at the Hillsong conference in Sydney. Uh, slash Hillsong United. Uh, we want to know what your dream trip was, your dream vacation, so to speak. Ooh. I would have to say Narnia. <laughs> Daniel Barrett wrote in He said his dream trip Well, he's actually trying to book it uh, Is to go to Houston, Texas And wow. it's the reason why that's Houston. unusual He's from the UK oh, And okay. he, he says he'll only travel to English-speaking countries As he cannot be bothered by a phrase book And work out grammatical differences <laughs> as I go He sounds like um, an American Typical Brit Hey. Why is he picking Houston? Sounds like him, There's a conference there <laughs> yeah. that they wanted to go to. Jill McAfee from Tyrone, Georgia. You have to say it that way. Tyrone. Tyrone. Uh, Tyrone. Rodan. She says she's already been to Akron, Ohio, Adam. <laughs> oh, well, good. So good. she says she has to Was choose the next best trip, dream trip. And uh, she says to spend several weeks in Italy. She's always wanted to go. Did she see the Goodyear plane? That is somewhere I would like to go. Yeah, I would too. I I would love to spend a few weeks Akron. with with Jill McAfee and all of <laughs> us could go in Italy. So Jill, book it. We'll meet do, you there. Do they have a good Europe Blimp Museum in Italy? Probably not. Well, we got we got several I will emails. Have to politely decline. We got several emails really ticked off at the slice that I posted about the Sonics moving from Seattle to Oklahoma City, which is their some, dream vacation. Some <laughs> <laughs> several people canceled their subscriptions. They were so mad. <laughs> and then I got a couple from Seattle saying thank you for telling it like it is. Keeping so, it real. Keeping it real. Beth Lucas wrote in. This is a little unrelated. She says um, the the subject is podcast safety concerns. It's a very serious situation. Yeah. Uh, she says she's actually, she listens to the podcast while she's exercising or working around the house, um, you know, making, you know, typical boring stuff. So, you know, pass the time. Uh, she says, however, my delight was curbed recently by safety concerns. The last few times I've listened to the podcast at the gym, I giggled so hard that I nearly dropped the weights I was using, putting my feet in the way of great peril. At first, I was okay with this relatively minor risk. Uh, but soon I found out this uh, serious safety issue is to not be ignored. She says, listening to the podcast last Thursday while trimming the hedges, I stumbled, <laughs> fell, and broke my foot. She I, did not. Oh, man, I was worried you were going to be like, I stumbled, fell on the shears, <laughs> and now I only have one lung. <laughs> <laughs> she broke her foot. Oh, Perhaps no. this, uh, a, this accident could have been prevented if the podcast were properly labeled as hazardous to your <laughs> Uh, podiatric health, podiatric health, yeah, yeah, podiatrist. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, decided not to press charges. However, I feel <laughs> that's only right that you send a, me a care package with some snacks. You know what? We will. We yeah. will. Yeah. Send yeah. that to me. I'll make I, it happen. I've said from day one that this podcast kills people. <laughs> so you know, it's just their soul crushing. No, no, we don't, don't, them. don't come crying to me. Uh, she actually included with the email an X-ray of her broken foot. Wow, sweet. And you can get them here, can't you? What? As in, Broken in, feet, in yes. the, No, in the States, <laughs> yes. in the states you get break. to keep your x-rays, don't you? Yes. You yeah. can. Well, you can't in the UK, and I badly wanted one of my arm, considering all the metal. we don't have socialized health care, that's why. I know. But it's like, can I have one of those? And they're like, mm, I don't know, it's going to cost like, we'll have to lose like the Minister for Defense. <laughs> 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 yes, but now we no longer have public transit. I hope you're happy. <laughs> 
Um, uh, Kyle Metzger from Finlay, Ohio, wrote in. Uh, says his dream vacation would be to be temporarily stranded on the island inhabited by the characters from Lost. It's okay. otherwise known as Hawaii. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there you go. He says other stuff. Jana Orlikowski, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Orlikowski? Orlikowski. Okay. Fort Wayne, Indiana. She wants to go to two spots in Western Europe. We just say dream trips. <laughs> Selfish. <laughs> Jana. Uh, she wants to go to France. She majored in French at Indiana University. Uh, secondly, she'd go to Edinburgh, Scotland. It, well, that is a beautiful city. Yeah. Well, pick one. Pick one and go. <laughs> pick yeah. one and go. Yeah. Folks, I think the point of this is you got a dream, you got to do it. The thing That's is, true. I've been to both, and those are pretty, pretty like standard. Yeah, they're not the. I wouldn't say that's a dream place. They're nice. Where have you been? That's a dream place. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't think I've yet been to the, to an amazing place. Maybe you're just jaded. Maybe I am. I mean, I loved going to Paris. It was awesome. It's just that it has that whole thing of, because they've squashed everything into it, you have an extremely expensive hotel room that's tiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hang on, you're spending all this money and I get this tiny room. But then you're like, oh, but I'm in Paris. So it's that whole... Yeah, you're not going to spend a lot of time in the hotel room, you're in Paris. You know? I do like Scotland. I think it just because of... And if you go at the right time of year, it's, it's fantastic. So, But again, I wouldn't say amazing. Speaking of um, people who've got it good, uh, Maya and I went to California last week and road trip down the coast. And I'll tell you, you folks who have the opportunity to live in Northern California, oh, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. I'm there. jealous. We, we we spent a few days in San Francisco downtown Union Square, and then we went over to like Haight Ashbury and stuff, and went over the bridge, went up, stayed a, stayed a couple days in Sonoma County. Wine country. Then I had some meetings down at Stanford. That's a beautiful area. And then I'm like, wait a second. I'm in Palo Alto. I think Google's around here. (laughs) So we drove over to the Google headquarters and saw a bunch of nerds on blue bikes. And and then we drove nine miles down to Cupertino and saw a bunch of nerds at the Apple Apple offices. We went in the the store. Yeah. The Apple offices have an employee store. And uh, we went in there. I've never seen so much adult acne in my life. (laughs) Just to clarify, is Google then powered by cycling nerds? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? what I read about this. You know, they have a bunch of campuses and stuff. And it's just a normal office park in a normal suburb. And there's nothing unique about their offices at all, except for the fact they have these, like, really nice cafes and chefs and all the food's free. But the other thing that's interesting is that a lot of their employees... Um, live in San Francisco, which is like 40 mm-hmm. minutes away. So Google actually runs a shuttle from downtown San Fran out to their suburban offices. And so uh, like 1,200 employees take that every day. And so 1,200 employees don't have cars out in this like generic suburb. So they have a bunch of blue bikes available all over their office park that their employees can use to like ride around and go to lunch and stuff. And so you driving around. We were there at lunchtime. You driving around like there's all these nerds on blue bikes like everywhere. It's mm. like it's really interesting. Yeah, all the bikes have like a specially adapted pouch for them to hold their world world of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, as I was posting these pictures on my Facebook, you know, just of our trip and stuff, I, I was doing little comments and I was kind of making fun <laughs> of the nerd bikes. And then I thought. I drove to see these nerds. Yeah. I think I'm a... You made a special trip I, to go yeah. see right. the nerds. This is their everyday life. I came you know, to on admire vacation. it on vacation. Yeah. I think by definition, there's no escaping that yeah. I'm actually the bigger nerd. <laughs> Crap. I'm, 
I I'm visited just, two computer offices in one morning. Yeah, I'm I mean, just glad you have that level of self awareness. If, as we've said, I'm nothing if not self aware. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so then we went from there. We we drove through an enchanted redwood forest mm-hmm. down to. Uh, Was it actually enchanted? I think so. Wow. I saw little gnomes. <laughs> Fantastic! I've never seen a redwood forest before. I want to get out and climb them. <laughs> <laughs> They're big. They are. And then uh, we went Ewoks? down the one, which uh, is the Pacific Coast Highway and goes all down. Um, and we went down to Pebble Beach and then Monterey and went down from there. And it was just absolutely gorgeous. We saw a bunch of seals and stuff oh, and seals baby seals. Very cute. And uh, then we got down to Big Sur Park. So we're about an hour and a half south of Monterey. And cops came up and blocked the road off. And they're like, you have to turn around. Uh, the road's blocked because of fires. And we're like, ah, oh, crap. So we had to drive an hour and a half back up to Monterey to catch another road and then go oh, down man. below Big Sur Forest and whatever. Yeah. But apparently it's horrible now. They've evacuated yeah. the whole town of Big Sur, I read yesterday. But wow. There's like 1,200 fire, yeah. fires burning I, in California. I read there are a lot of people who are refusing to leave. Really? Which I've, I've never understood that. It's like, no, I'm going to stay and burn. Well, there's orange ash falling from the sky, and people are, like, dying from... It's, like, the worst air quality in recorded history in in Northern California right now. Yeah. Which we were on the cusp of that. We didn't really see that. It really hit when we were kind of leaving Northern California. And then we went down to L.A., spent a few days in L.A., and then in Orange County. We were meeting up with our friends at Saddleback and talking about some social justice stuff to do, do together. And then we drove over to Las Vegas. So we went all the way from Sonoma County in Northern California to basically we drove to Las Vegas. Nice. And uh, we happened to be there the night of one of the nights of the 2008 World Series of Poker. So we went to that. And I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but you actually won. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be on ESPN in a couple months. So, you know, we're contractually not, not allowed not to talk ESPN, about it. Like ESPN 9. No, it's ESPN. Oh, it's a big it? deal. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's just they have thing. so much footage to edit together, they usually have to do it a few months later. Yeah. So we're not allowed to talk about it. It's kind of like Big Brother. You know, we know yeah. the outcome, but I can't mm-hmm. talk about yeah. it. Sorry. Sorry to spoil that for everyone. Well, I didn't say anything. They'll sue you, not me. Okay, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> so then we came back. But man, I'll tell you, California's a nice place to be. Yeah, you, actually, you having said I haven't been to anywhere nice, when I was in California, that was really nice. I mean, I worked in the middle of the mountains in Malibu, so it was like, that not stuff bad. was pretty. But Yeah, that's pretty. And I, uh, I want to apologize. I, I men- <laughs> we mentioned, you know, possibly if the schedule allowed, we would meet up with yeah. friends and f- listeners out there. And we probably got on my Facebook page and emails to the office you know, two, three dozen people who, who were like, yeah, I'd love to meet up. And we just, our schedule got screwy. I mean, yeah. I just, we, we weren't able to do it. So we were in San Fran a day less than we thought we were going to be. Right, right. So, so kind of missed And then out. LA was way more meeting filled than I thought it'd be. So right. I apologize. I, I We're going to get back out there soon. And I would actually really do, love to do a meetup with folks in uh, LA and San Fran. So anyway. Before we ask this week's editorial question of the week, we got two packages in our in our absence. Woo-hoo. We got bubble, one here from bubble, 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 Aaron bubble. Morvan. <laughs> says, a while back, I had to make a diorama for calculus and had to make a figurine to model me in the diorama. This figurine became known as my action figure. We called it Chainsaw Action Aaron. I figured if anybody besides my friend Ashley, y'all would enjoy an action figure made out of a peanut. Y'all? Yeah, so he says, uh, he's from Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, okay. He literally wrote, y'all, Y apostrophe A-L-L. 
uh, would en- would enjoy an action figure made out of a peanut. For your information, y'all's names are on the back of the action figure <laughs> as to denote which one belongs to who. I believe y'all enjoy playing with them, and I can't wait to hear y'all's reaction on the podcast. That's he nice. literally... It's like listening to an episode of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> 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 he literally made oh, peanut wow. action awesome. figures. This is Cameron. This is Maya. This is Lloyd. I have a nice waist and a round booty. <laughs> yeah, this, this Whoa, is, you just threw me. <laughs> I just threw Adam across the room. Uh, Aaron, Adam, I'm honored and freaked out, buddy. This is a little uh, little strange. It's, no, I'm fine as long as there aren't duplicates anywhere that are being used in a ritual. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wow, we have peanut feeling, action figures. If awesome. I start feeling pains, I, can't, Thank I you, can't trace to a source. I'm going to know what's going on. Torturing his little voodoo Adam. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. We got another package here from Mr. Matthew Rawlings, and he says, um, I've taken many shots at Adam's home state over the Indian head rock dispute. Yeah, not okay. cool, man. So, he says, in the interest of Christian brotherhood, I offer these Buckeyes as a kind of peace offering. Love no. the podcast and subscribe to the magazine. He literally <laughs> sent us a package what are Buckeyes? of Buckeyes. They're oh, it's in the candy buckeyes. Yeah. I was thinking oh, those are the best. Thing. Tear into them. Tear um, into them. Hold, hold on. He says, "P.S. <laughs> the Kentucky Colonels are for sissy boys." Oh. oh, come on, come on! You do you do a nice gesture and then you completely undo it. <laughs> I you would not say that if you met a colonel in a dark alley. <laughs> in my yeah, in my brief absence, has there been many packages? No, this is to. the first for a while, isn't it? Okay, it wasn't a brief absence. You were like forty feet away from us. Yeah, but what's weird? If you look on the message boards, I've been listed as retired. Yeah, oh, <laughs> did really? you see that? Yeah, I was they, like, they give did me a, a break. They, it, somebody said we should do a reunion <laughs> podcast and bring back all the old podcasters: Tyler, Kara, Jesse, Lloyd. And, <laughs> like, oh. he's, sitting, he's like a couple feet away. Come on, he's just working. But you know what? I thought that was a fantastic idea. Yes, that would be great. And oh, it'd be fantastic. Adam I charge you with making it happen. Okay, I'll do what I can. All right. If we could, I mean, maybe Kara could even we can come get Kara here in she's person. Still here. Yeah, we could get a couple Jesse weeks. Jesse and Tyler, Tyler could be on the via, phone. Yeah, via phone. We could do a little conference call, patch them in. We would all talk over each other. Oh, man. <laughs> this. Uh, I think at some point we're going to break into Friends or Friends Forever if we do this. <laughs> There's going to be there's gonna a be spontaneous combustion shit. of a Michael W. Smith yeah, song. Yeah, there are going to be some hey, I've been there, can we? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, this week's editorial. Question of the week. Editorial question of the week. We would like to know, in light of Bob Ross's funeral. What? Bob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) The Australian funerals. The funerals. We would like to know the funerals. What funerals were they? Oh, the, uh, the funerals in Australia. The where they're playing, songs. Where they're playing. Oh, the funny rock songs. Yeah. And you guys talked about your. Funeral plans. Yeah. We want to know your funeral plans. What What would you like to see happen at your funeral? You know, obviously it can run the gamut from creepy, Lloyd's, mm-hmm. to um, kind of funny, like Adam's Brothers. Yeah. You know? um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm worried that we're just going to get someone who's going to just seriously send in a very, like... Yes, they're, so, they're kind I of would depressed. I like all things no, bright and beautiful. Here's, here, and then, no, here's the thing. Uh, Keep it... reading. Keep it lighthearted, okay? Yeah, we don't because want... there's nothing there's nothing funnier than funerals, and we don't want you to bring it down. 
You don't have to actually do this in real life. No, just no, this would just be a think, dream, though. Basically, this is dream like a, what would be a fitting memorial for you. For Fits you know your personality. what? That's true. And and you do you want to put some thought into it, but at the same time, keep it lighthearted. And can we maybe add that they also have to send in what they want on their uh, gravestone? Well, mm. that's of course part of it. Like me with man's best friend, mm. <laughs> or or I told you I, I told you I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, so send in your answers to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. And keep it light. Keep it funny. We don't want any depressing real funeral plans. Yeah. Okay? These are pretend funeral plans. So with that, we'll wrap up this week's podcast. Many thanks to Senator Barack Obama. How many times are you going to say that? You know, many thanks to the senator for yeah. uh, sitting right. in on the podcast. You know, nothing big. Just thanks, Senator Obama. Whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks to Senator Obama for talking to us. And again, stay tuned for um, McCain coming up. If you are interested in more of his ideas specifically geared to the faith community, there's actually a website, faith.barackobama.com, that um, has some interesting stuff on it. You should read it. Get informed. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, get informed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you do that with whatever you want to get informed with? So if I put superheroes.barackobama.com, Right. Yeah, he has yes. a specialized site for every <laughs> well, niche. Also, if you go on IMDb, you can find the listing for the '80s cartoon show Barack Obama, and <laughs> oh, yeah, starring Barack yeah, I, and I'm hearing Barack Obama and, and Cameron Strang. Yeah. I was nine. <laughs> it's Barack Obama and me. <laughs> and then when he left to move on to solo career, uh, it became the Gee and Me. So <laughs> <laughs> went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess that's it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Luke Kinsey. We'll see you next week. Then flip the sidekick, peep my options, yeah. go down the list like Relevance Podcast, anytime, anywhere. It's Barack Obama and me. Hey!